Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jaron Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Hey, welcome in at Spring Sports Brewery here on a Thursday here in December. Jacksonville Jaguars getting ready for the Tennessee Titans. And we are back at Springs in Springfield for another Thursday edition of Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Have Jaguars All Access coming up tonight, 7 o'clock on Fox 30. You can join us here as well. Shaq Griffin is back on the show this week as he will play coming off the concussions. Uh, he's missed a couple of games. So that should help some play in the secondary. We'll see who plays for the Titans. And that's really a storyline for the Titans. They have been so banged up. I mean, the Jags roster, you know, head-to-head with the Titans, if given healthy, is, is not very good, right, compared to to the Titans. Titans are better. Uh, we knew that coming into the year. But if you want to sit here and talk about injuries, I mean, the Titans are saying, oh, my beer here at Strings, right? I mean, they have had a ton of them. And uh, you can't use injuries in the NFL because everybody has them, and some have more than others. Meanwhile, Tennessee continues to be in first place in the AFC South. Brent Martineau here, Action Sports Shack Studios, filled with Austin Lane and Casey Kurtz. What's happening, fellas? Nothing too much, man. Same old, same old over here. They are, really. I mean, e- they they have the biggest excuse of anybody maybe in the league, right? Uh, the Titans. I mean, they lose Derrick Henry, who arguably was the MVP candidate. Yeah. Uh, and and maybe people would argue nobody more valuable to their team and what they want to do and everything else um, than him, especially outside of a quarterback. And uh, and then just the countless other injuries from AJ Brown, Julio Jones, to everybody else, and it's really been. Uh, a challenge for Mike Vrabel and the Titans, and and yet they find ways to win, although they have lost two in a row, and it's starting to catch up to them. It is definitely starting to catch up to them a little bit. Um, You know, Julio Jones might be coming back, I believe, for this game. They took him back off IR. He's back practicing again. They released some, you know, footage of, you know, the Titans uh, media people, and he he looks like he's, you know, getting back to 100%. Casey, I'm not sure if I'd buy into that in terms of your fantasy team or anything like that, but just to let you know, Julio Jones looks like he will be coming back. I have no choice. You have no, I know. It's, I'm in it's, trouble it's, right it's now. It's been a rough season, hasn't it, for yeah. everybody? I know. I, I it's preach, man. But, um, yeah, so if you get Julio Jones back, that's going to be a big bump. But this is this is where coaching comes into play, and this is where culture comes into play. When you lose, you know, arguably the MVP of the league in Derrick Henry, um, and then you lose A.J. Brown for a bit, and you've lost Julio Jones, and then these injuries start to add up a little bit, you really kind of find out what kind of makeup you are. I mean, that, that's why I was always such a big fan of Mike Tomlin, because after they lost Big Ben, you know, they still went 8-8 eight and eight with, you know, Mason Rudolph, whoever was the, uh, the backup quarterback at the time. So... Um, it, it really goes to show you what kind of culture, what kind of coach you have in place when you guys start going down. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Uh, we'll see what happens to the Tennessee Titans uh, coming up against the Jaguars on Sunday. Meanwhile, here in Jacksonville, the story remains kind of the fallout from the James Robinson stuff. Uh, not a lot of fallout today, although I think the big story is what has is not being said, and that's offensive coordinator Darrell Bevel basically not acknowledging and moving on and saying that's been talked about. Uh, which really said volumes to me, Austin. Uh, I think it shows that this has been a major storyline this week inside that building, so much so that the offensive coordinator by Thursday doesn't want to address it. Sure. So then what what was the final, I guess, synopsis of the James Robb situation? They thought he was hurt? Or like what? I I don't. That's a, that's a good question. Well, What's the final synopsis? Did they bench him? Was he hurt? Did they just mismanage it? Because we've seen everything, right? We've heard for a couple weeks now um, from Urban Meyer 
that he was hurt, right? And that was the thing. And then occasionally it'll be a drought. Well, you can't fumble the football. Well, by yesterday, after everything had kind of made its way through from James talking to the swell of, of discussion about it here in Jacksonville, really across the country, then uh, Urban said, uh, listen, you kind of bench yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the then there's the wishy-washy nature. Okay, if you bench yourself, then why is Carlos Hyde in a handful of snaps later, but it takes 20 snaps for James Robinson to get in? So, no, I don't think we have a concrete answer other than the fact that this football team knows they need him now, and it took James Robinson to say it Monday night. It took a whole city to get behind him, and it took his captains and teammates to get behind him as well to alert the coaches that we want this guy playing. I don't care if he fumbles or not. Well, then, yeah. So then, cool. You can, if you're Bevel, you can be sick and tired of the question. You can defer to the Tennessee Titans. But, like, if I'm in the media, which I am, and I don't get an upfront answer of what exactly went down, why he was sitting out, I mean, it's still going to linger there. I mean, I I get, like, you know, you're moving on the Tennessee Titans in that building as you should because, you know, it's a division game. It's your biggest rival, all this stuff. But from where I sit... Okay, great. Urban Meyer said his piece. Okay, great. Bevel got in front of the media and, and didn't really say much about it. You know, uh, Parmley opted, I guess, not to talk to the media this week. That'll be next week. Fantastic. Still haven't heard any kind of ownership in terms of what exactly happened and why James Robinson was sitting out. But, hey, maybe we'll see what happens this week and maybe we'll get to it next week. We'll see. Yeah, well, I, I, I will say this, and this is where I'll uh, – there's a couple of things about it for me, all right? Uh, you have to think like they think. You can't think what you want. I've said this multiple times this week. The people love the interview. The fans love the interview, and I don't blame them for it. They love the interview Monday night because they heard what they wanted to hear and what we all thought. Somebody was honest. Somebody said, hey, I got benched. I deserve the ball more. Yeah, we know. And he finally said it. And so that's why everybody kind of enjoyed the Monday night interview because somebody finally said something crystal clear that made sense and was logical, and there was an explanation involved. Uh, Meanwhile, Urban Meyer still is all over the place with this. But this will sound a little bit of a defense of the Jags. If I'm the Jags coaching staff, if I'm Daryl Bevel, it's Thursday. Like, that was Monday. You know how much these guys live in a bubble. That They don't want to be talking about that anymore. They have the right to not talk about it. And I think if he had talked Tuesday or even Monday or even yesterday, I think it might have been... I might feel differently about him not addressing it publicly, but I just, from their point of view, they don't have to tell us anything, right? I mean, they don't have, we've done this for a long time. People don't necessarily tell you everything you want to hear and every explanation. They don't. You but, get asked, you ask the question, but there's a lot of times people don't answer the question, man. But here's where I sit from Monday. I, I mean, I already knew what was going on Monday. Like, I, I didn't need the confirmation bias of James Robinson on Monday. That did absolutely nothing for me. What I need from this team is accountability to say, okay, it was my decision, or okay, it was his decision, or okay, I'm making the call. That's what I need. I need to know the chain of command, because if I'm going to cover this team, I would like to know who's making these decisions. I don't need confirmation, but that's for the fans. Fantastic. What I would like to know is, is who is making these calls and who is responsible for James Robinson sitting out 20-plus plays when he's your best player on the team. I could care less about the obvious. I want to know who's making the calls. Yeah, and okay, uh, Casey, do you have the sound from Bevel on James Robinson? Do you have it ready yet? Yeah, give me a second. Okay, you, you, let me know when it's ready because I want you to hear something in there. And I think what's interesting is he might have said more than we are willing to say he said. Um, and uh, we'll get to that in a moment because I want you to hear it. 
but a lot of this is set up with basically him saying that he is in charge of the rotation. So he kind of does take accountability for it. Uh, it still doesn't explain a lot of the urban stuff, right, from Parmalee to this to that. I mean, it's, uh, it's all over the place. But I do think Bevel kind of says it and is like, I'm not going to go into detail, essentially, of how we all came up. I'm not doing that, all right? We're on to Tennessee. So I, 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 can, I can live with that. To bigger to me is, is the vo- – it just really spoke volumes of this was a major story. There was accountability probably taken inside the building the last couple of days. Maybe not in front of a microphone, Austin, but I think there was accountability. And I think we learned that yesterday, right? We learned that with Trevor Lawrence when he said, hey, I voiced my opinion, and we've discussed it, and we've moved on as a team. And so I think now everybody by Thursday is trying to live in that same world of moving on to a team uh, of, of, as a team. Listen to what Darrell Bevel says. Uh, I don't know how much we'll hear right here from, from what Casey pulled, but uh, here's what he had to say about the James Robinson situation. So I think, um, I think we've talked a lot about it. I think you talked to Coach Meyer. I think you talked to Trevor. I think you talked to James. And um, I'm just going gonna, gonna to let all those conversations go, going to let it, you know, kind of move on. We're, work, we're focused on Tennessee. We've had great communication. Um, everybody's on the same page, and we're just moving on from that. So there it is, and what wasn't played in that part, I can't remember if it was a question before or after, was when he said, who's in charge? Somebody asked the question, who is in charge of the rotation of running backs? And he said, I am. But then why and did Urban Meyer say Parmalee? I, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Then he was, Listen, I don't okay. know what Urban Meyer's doing. I mean, that's crystal clear. <laughs> I'm not defending Urban Meyer. I'm defending right now Daryl Bevel right, for moving on from the situation. Um, Urban has given us 15 different ways to go with this story. Uh, Daryl Bevel basically acknowledged that I'm in charge of the rotation, and maybe he was taking the fall for Parmalee there. Um, but he has the ability to override, it sounds like. And he was taking accountability to say, hey, we've talked about it. We, he shared that there was accountability taken in the building. There was communication taken in the building. But I'm not talking about it anymore. So I, I just don't know if I blame Bevel too much for not being as transparent as we all want him to be. Sure. Okay. I mean, then I guess we're all on to Tennessee. I, I'm just still like, I'm just saying where I'm coming from. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. still going to sit here and say, well, whose call was it then? Because we, we established nothing. Like, what, what have we truly learned these past couple of days about the James Robinson situation? We learned that Trevor Lawrence came forward. Well, yeah, you're, you're a captain. You're the quarterback of the team. James Robinson makes you better. No kidding. We learned that other players probably spoke out in favor of James Robinson. Well, yes, this is what locker rooms do when your best player doesn't play. What have we learned from the organization standpoint of why James Robinson didn't play? Well, I, I, I think that's a fair question, first of all. Um, I don't know until I see it happen on Sunday. <laughs> I think Sunday we learn more. How much do they play him? How much do they give him the ball? Right? I mean, then what did we learn? Well, we learned that they listened to the players, that they acknowledged they were wrong. Uh, or James fumbles two more times and doesn't play well, and they acknowledge that, see what happens? We, we weren't wrong. I, I don't know. But, well, I think we learned more on Sunday. I don't think we've learned a lot. And a lot of the reason why we haven't learned a lot from the coaching staff and management is because Urban Meyer has been very all over the place with his response. And so I think you asked a very good question earlier, and that was, so what was the reason? Right? We still really don't know <laughs> what the actual reason was. But I think in reality based on the fact that if he does play and doesn't sit out 15 snaps on Sunday, then I think we all know what exactly happened, and James acknowledged that on Jags Report Live Monday night, and that is, I was benched. 
but by who? Like this is this is what I'm I'm trying to get out here is like. But it doesn't matter by who. Urban listen. has the right. Urban has the say. This is on Urban. Urban has the say. Urban can trump everything, man. He hears everything going through his headsets. He didn't have to look in the blue tent behind him. He had to look right next to him. I watched James Robinson stand next to all the coaches for like 15 so, of the plays. So then if this is Urban Meyer's thing, and I'm Coach Parmley, the running back's coach, why have you not resigned your ass to get released? Because if I'm the running back's coach and I get thrown underneath the bus like that, I'm out. I, I'm not going to be the scapegoat for this team that's won two games. There's no way. I'll be on the next bus out of here. So then why isn't Parmalee? Uh, maybe he is fed up. But, like, if you're going to make me the maybe scapegoat. Maybe that's why he's not talking. Well, maybe. <laughs> but seriously, like, if you're going to make me the scapegoat and throw me underneath the bus, then I got an issue with that. Yeah, um, I, I guess I look at it from a broader view, and really the view that we all have taken, I think, at one time or another is it doesn't matter if Bernie Parmley is supposed to make the rotation decision. It doesn't matter even if Daryl Bevel is the guy that's supposed to make the rotation decision. There's one guy with a headset on the sideline that can trump anything that is said, called, or done, and that is Urban Meyer. And he is supposed to oversee it, so situations like this do not occur and especially two weeks in a row. And he is supposed to, if the rest of the guys are lost or have a problem with James, he's supposed to say, get his ass in there. That guy's helping us out. We have scored seven points. We have scored one touchdown each game of the last six games on average. Get him in there. He is our better guy. And so, to me, the whole thing still is on Urban Meyer. Um, but I do think you ask a fair question is, do we, do we really know why he wasn't in the game? <laughs> yeah. and, and to that point, and, and again, I know everybody wants people's heads in this situation. I get it. I get it. I understand. I would like to know, too, Austin. I'm not saying um, that I wouldn't like to know. I'm just telling you, like, we've covered this stuff enough to know that they don't always give us the answers we want. And that's fine. And then they don't have to, but I'm still going to question it. I'm not just going to yeah. say, like, okay, oh, yeah. yeah, we're on a 10. I mean, the, I, I, I will question it until I get an answer that – makes sense or like at least there's some sort of accountability and i think if you're in that building uh, with the jaguars and, and you're all about transparency and you're all about peeling back the curtain and i sit here on a thursday and i still don't know the reason why james robinson didn't play whether it was because of the injury or because i guess when you fumble you, you get benched but then some guys get benched long like I, I seriously don't know and and, and i think like I think that that answer should be justified. I don't I think I'm asking too much of this organization to come out and say, hey, why didn't James Robinson play? Like, what, what was actually the final reason? Who made the call? What was going on there? Like, that's, that's not too much to ask. Now, maybe the, the Jaguars, for whatever reason, on this one case, want to keep this close to the chest, and that's on them. I'm just saying where I'm coming from. Let me ask you this, though, okay? Uh, and, and because, again, I, I don't, I don't want to get uh, muddied up in semantics, but I think you're bringing up a good point. I think a lot of people do want to know. I think a lot of – do we know why Gardner Minshew didn't play last year, like the second half of last year, or why it took him so long to get inserted back in the lineup after the so-called hand injury? Because Doug Marone wasn't a fan of him? I mean, that's what I would say. Did, did Doug Marone say that? Doug Marone did not say that, but, I mean, it was pretty obvious, I thought. Doug – Okay, but I think what I think it's just a similar situation. I think it's pretty obvious, right? We all feel like this staff might not be a big fan of James Robinson, but nobody's saying that. Okay. And I think Doug but, Marone tried to say, "Hey, it was an injury. It's an injury." 
it's an injury, even though I think it was deeper than that. I think it was they didn't trust him because of the reporting of the injury. Uh, I don't think he was hurt for as long as he was. Maybe they were trying to not win <laughs> because well, the number one pick was in play. Sure. Like, there could be a lot of different reasons. But I think the difference here is Doug Marone kind of stayed with the, as he, we're going with the guy who gives the best chance to win. We're going with the guy, even though we kind of knew he was lying, we, he was giving us the best chance to win. The difference here is Urban Meyer has given us like four different reasons instead of one consistent reason. So the, the best player on the team's not playing because Urban Meyer doesn't like the fact that James Robinson ran a 4-6-4? Well, that's one of the theories, right? Again, I, comparing it to the Minshew thing, I mean, I think there's four different theories out there. But at I least mean, with Minshew, like, that, that, Doug Marone didn't like Minshew because the whole hand issue was a thing. Minshew wasn't really coming forward. He was kind of doing stuff on his own. And I don't think he was really being transparent in terms of that injury. What has James Robinson done wrong to warrant him not playing because Ermeyer doesn't like him or the Babel doesn't like him? Because he ran a 4-6-4? Four, four? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know why, Austin. I, I Listen, I'm baffled by it, too. That's why we've been talking about it for three straight weeks. Like, I don't get it. I mean, I think he's your best player. I think a lot of people in town feel the same way. I don't know why they think there's not as much separation between Carlos Hyde and James Robinson. I don't know. Um, I think that is certainly an underbelly of this, for sure. There's no other reasonable explanation, um, given the uh, series of events that have transpired all year long, but especially in the last couple of weeks. But I also think we're kidding ourselves if we sat there last year and said, hey, the Jags' best chance to beat the Green Bay Packers is playing Jake Luton and not Gardner Minshew, you know, or, or whatever it was. I forget the timing of it. But they played three different guys, and Gardner Minshew was the best option to win a football game. And so I just think this does happen time, from time to time, and we still really don't know the answer to the Minshew thing, and we might never know the actual answer of the James Robinson thing, or maybe it comes out in January or February where we learn a little bit more when Bevel or Parmalee leaves a team, gets fired, resigns, whatever it is, and maybe we learn a little bit more. But I just think, I, I do think that happens uh, in the NFL. I think, I, I guess I could ask the same question to you, like, uh, you know, you bring up this story, and it's an awful story, really, about the Chicago stuff. But did you ever really get a resolution of, like, why that happened? What the like Chicago why you thing. got cut twice in oh, one day? Oh, because they were trying to trade me. Okay. Yeah, I okay, mean, so I've, 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 yeah, yeah, because they're trying okay. to trade me, and they're trying to like wait till the very last second to trade me with Seattle, and it just it didn't work out. Okay, I yeah. get you. Um, but I mean, so. Yeah, uh, I, I guess think this happens. I, I just think it happens. I think it's part of the NFL well, sometimes. They just don't reveal everything. You no, know? and I guess if this shows us anything, it's the fact that Devontae Adams, no matter how much he wants to come to Jacksonville, is not coming because Devontae Adams in a 4-5-6, and you, you can't, can't do that. <laughs> can't do yeah. that in this team. Too slow. Uh, Too slow. Uh, so so I, I really like your question, though. I really do. I think you bring up a really good point because it's been something that we've, we've kind of all talked about as this thing has played out, especially this week, and that is Urban has – given us, really, if you wanted to take every soundbite that we had on James Robinson from Urban Meyer, he has said some combination of, he's hurt still, not 100%. He said that probably the most. He said, you can't fumble the football. Yesterday, he said, you bench yourself if you fumble the football. It's Bernie Parmalee's decision. It's the coaching staff's decision on when guys go back in the rotation and what they've had. And so that's like a lot of different things. Now, not once has he said, we don't like James Robinson, or we don't think he's a good player, or we don't think he's uh, 
you know, I mean, he hasn't really compared well, him and Hyde, although I think he could easily have done that and got off the hook by just saying, hey, we think he's like 70% right now, and him and Carlos Hyde at 70%, we feel is kind of similar. But Urban, now, yeah, but Urban Ryan also called James Robinson a top five running back. Well, he did yesterday. He had yeah. it for a couple of weeks. Okay. But, I mean, that's after their meeting and after what maybe there's a little bit of resolution here. Um, so, yeah, I, and so uh, to go back to what you said is, what do you think the reason is? Forget about what they've told us because, again, they've told us five, six different things. What, what do you think at the end of the day, did he get benched? Is it just he's not in favor? They're in, um, in good favor with them? Uh, is he hurt? more than even we all want to admit? What, what do you think, at it, the end of the day, the reason why he got sat for 16 plays and 20 plays? If I was to place a bet of why he sat, I think that he fumbled. Whoever Urban Meyer, let's say, pulled him out, fine. I think Parmalee sat him, and then I think Urban Meyer failed to recognize that uh, James Robinson wasn't back in the game, and he didn't even notice. So you think it's more mismanagement? I think it's mismanagement and negligence. Yeah. And that's fair. I mean, and that's uh, and that could very well be it. And that's that's bad, by the way. Um, well, I think it's all probably yeah. bad, but that's really bad. One that's could probably that out worst. of all of it is bad. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because if you don't know, if you're struggling to get first downs and you're struggling to score, and in the midst of a game you don't realize that your best player hasn't been in there for a long time, I can tell you, I know one guy who I guarantee was asking himself at one point or another as he's calling the play in the huddle, "Where's 25?" Is he okay? Mm-hmm. I bet that was Trevor Lawrence. I bet he, and again, I bet he has respect for Hyde, and I'm not saying he doesn't. But I guarantee you, at one point or another over these last couple of weeks, Trevor Lawrence looked at that huddle and called whatever play they got, spider, Y banana, whatever. And he's like, where the hell's 25? I hope he's okay. You know, I guarantee you he said that to himself. Um, and maybe others did on that offense as well. The mystery continues. Uh, but I do think we are void of further explanation from here on out. Uh, we'll probably ask Shaq Griffin about it tonight on Jaguars All Access. <laughs> you can tune into that 7 o'clock on Fox 30. Um, but I'm not sure this one will be as widely viewed as uh, maybe Monday nights with James Robinson uh, was. We'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. We're live at String Sports Brewery here in Springfield. Yeah, we, I mean, we, we have a lot of issues going on right now. Wouldn't, you know, I'm not going to you know, pinpoint it on one thing. We're trying to get better each and every week as we go out there. Um, you know, we have, we have a, a young, you know, some young players on offense that we're trying to, um, you know, to continue to get better. Um, if you ask me how I want to play the game, that's how I want to play the game. I want to run the ball, you know, and uh, whatever the style of run is that we're running, and then like to be able to build our pass game off of that. That is Daryl Bevel, Jaguars offensive coordinator, and... Uh... Hard to find uh, <laughs> on the approval ratings list who uh, has a lower approval rating, Daryl Bevel or Urban Meyer? Mm, man, that's a good question, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good poll question. Yeah. Like, let's fire it up. <laughs> let's All fire right. it up. All right. Uh, you, you have to go Meyer, right, because he's kind of the, the leader of this whole thing. Yeah, I mean, right now, man, I mean, it's just amazing how quick this can happen. And what I really started to wonder is how could it turn? Like, what's it going to take to turn uh, folks that are right now hell-bent 
against Urban Meyer. It's like, this is not going to work. And the reason I say this is, is twofold. One is because you really always want to see where the light at the end of the tunnel is around here. Sure. Uh, listen, all we have is, is some of that sometimes. I mean, Jags just don't get it done on the field. Uh, I was telling somebody, I mean, it's 14 years. I've been here. It's one year they've won. You guys had that 8-8 eight eight year in 2010. That was pretty good. So, I mean, all we really have is uh, the idea that when will it turn, right? And that's what got everybody excited about Urban and he, mostly Trevor this offseason. So um, you have that, and then it's like, the other part of it to me, and I told you this the other day, is he ain't going anywhere, folks. Yeah. If you're hell-bent against it, he's not going anywhere. Like, I don't see that happening. I mean, Shad Khan is not firing him, and I really don't think Urban's stepping away. I don't. And so if that's what all you have, and, and for the next couple of months and, and every day you're talking Jags and thinking Jags and consumed by, I can't wait till Urban's out of here, mm-hmm. it ain't happening anytime soon. So let me take a little bit of the stress off your life, and let's try to point our focus into a different direction, <laughs> all right? Yeah. Because I don't know if you agree with me, Austin. I think you do. I mean, the last couple of days we've talked about this. He's not going anywhere. So were you asking, though, what does it take to turn it? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, so for really the, what I'm the, saying is, yeah, yeah, what does it take to give people a little bit of um, hope, a little bit of uh, confidence in Urban Meyer that he can change this still? Are you ready? Yeah. I have New Jersey's. <laughs> That's I, thought you were gonna t- I thought you were going to say Tebow. <laughs> oh, no, man. You, you want to bring that circus? I mean, yeah. Hey, that, that's what the team needs right now is a, is a bigger are, circus. Are you kidding me? That was about as least of a circus as there's been. Yeah, but now, I mean, come on. <laughs> don't don't even put that in the, in the atmosphere. Um, we, we don't need that right now. I was going to save this for tomorrow, I think. I was thinking of it. How, but let's do it right now because we're talking about it. Um, the... I want I want you to kind of – I like doing this sometimes. It's almost like you're a headline writer, even though newspapers don't really exist anymore. <laughs> but, like, you're a headline writer for January uh, 10th okay. or 15th. Okay. And what I'm getting at is after the season. So the Jags go 2-15. and 15. Mm-hmm. What's the headline? If the Jaguars go 2-15? and 15? Yeah. So that means they lose the last five. Yeah. So, like, after the last game, what's that I'm going to read? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Um, you put me on the spot. I, I know, think, I know. You don't um, have to be, like, the perfect headline. I'm just saying, like, what's the basis of it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Sadsonville? I don't know. <laughs> Very good. That's like, even yeah, better than I thought. I didn't anticipate that. Yeah, that's Bush League at best. <laughs> that guy told you two nights ago on the phone or last night or whatever, he called you Bush League. Um, I can do better. Like, well, Casey, what do you got? Come on, Casey. Play the game, man. Headlines. It would just be a picture of Rob Schneider and the water boy. <laughs> you just, you understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah, I got it. It would be like the main Here's, thing. Hey. Here, here's what uh, I think it would be. It would be the picture would be uh, uh, Urban Meyer, hands on knees, head down on the sideline. Yep. That's a good you one. You know, and, and, and that would, if you want to do a picture, headline would be, I mean, it's a mess in Jacksonville, something like that. Sure. Right? Uh, yep. Something to that degree. And Some again, things not, never change. Yeah. Well, there you go. Perfect. Urban uh, leasing? Because, like, maybe he's going to be, you know, you don't know. There you go. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Um, Urban Fire. Urban Fire. Either way, that plays in a different... Hey, hey, actually, that's a good one. Urban Fire plays in a couple different ways. It's a mess, like this thing is a dumpster fire. Yeah, sure, or sure. Or do you fire Urban? I like that. I like We're that. We're on to it. Mm-hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. 
So that's if they, they are bad. Let's just even put in the category there one and four down okay. the stretch. Okay. Because that would be three and 14. Yeah. All right, so I go a little bit different. Uh, and I say they go three and two or even like four and one down the stretch. Let's just get crazy. I won't go five and oh. But three and two or four and one, where they close out with wins over, let's just say they beat Tennessee this week. They beat Houston and the Jets. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then they go, but then they, they lose the last two, Patriots and the Colts, or, who are playing for something and are clearly better. Or you, they can lose this week. They beat the Texans and the Jets. They lose to the Patriots but beat the Colts. Um, something of that magnitude, right? Like Basically, like this change, this whole moment this week kind of helped galvanize the team and changed And so now you've got to put your arms around Jags, get, let's just say, five wins. They go three and two, so they go five and 12. Mm-hmm. But they win three out of their last five after this mess of this week. Now what? Jaguars go 5-12. and 12. Here's our top five edge rushers out of college football. <laughs> That's it. Just like looking to the draft. If you go that route, you have to say Jaguars ruin chance at top pass rushers in draft. <laughs> of course. Of course. You're such a negative thinker. Come on. I'm trying to th- I mean, um, here's, here's, where, I mean, here's where it goes. It's a picture. Would you be hopeful? Said. Would you be hopeful, though? Well, yeah. I, 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 would, I gotta say this. Okay. This is a mess right now. Yeah. This is bad. If the Jags were somehow to go three and two over the last five games, I mean, I think you gotta give credit to Urban for that. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think you'd have to, what would happen if they go three and two, in my opinion, is Trevor would kind of elevate and Trevor would play some good games. And I think the actual picture is uh, like something about Trevor. And okay. uh, like Trevor saves, um, saves Urban. <laughs> you know, yeah, or, yeah. Or, or Trevor, like, because I, what I would do in January, whatever, however we want to frame it, I would make it more about Trevor because I think the turning point would then be. Trevor speaking up this mm-hmm. last couple of days. Like, I think that would be magnified because mm-hmm. then he backed it up with good play and a few wins. And now we can start saying, hey, now, Trevor got five wins that rookie year. He probably threw eight touchdowns against three picks to finish it off or mm-hmm. something. And, and now you're starting to say, okay, let's go build this thing. I think that would be the, gosh, pray, that would be the best-case scenario for the Jags. That we would have a little something. And by the way, if that is does take place, there's no talk of Urban leaving. Okay. There's no talk yeah. of Urban. Like, that's where my point being on this whole conversation is, I, I think that's how Urban could then kind of win a few folks over. And approval rating-wise, he it might go from right now, which is like less than 10%, yeah. to like 25-30%. Close-up of Trevor Lawrence wearing shades, maybe in a Subway commercial. Headline reads, lights, cameras, Actionville. Jacksonville wins West three games, primetime games guaranteed next year. <laughs> That's good. That's yes. good. Very good. Thank uh, you. Uh, and by the way, if depending way, on which games he wins. No primetime games. <laughs> yeah, no primetime you're, games. You're, you're, you're going to play the you're play the Tennessee Titans on Amazon Prime for Thursday Night Football. <laughs> awesome. Can't wait. Uh, the, the crazy thing about it is depending on who he beats, then you could talk about him amongst the other rookies, right? Because like he, let's just say they go three wins and they beat Davis Mills. Well, I'm not going to talk about that much, but they beat Zach Wilson, and somehow he beats like Mac Jones, yeah. right? Let's just say. I, yeah. I, I know, I know, it doesn't realistic, but yeah. that's how things could change. I mean, so I love kind of seeing down the road. Okay, what if, what if? Because that's how everything changes. Now, if they go two and three, 
this is the most difficult headline to write because I'm not really sure if they're four and 13. They go two and three. Mac Jones beats Trevor. Uh, they lose to the Colts and probably Titans, I guess, in this scenario. Um, I don't know how many people feel that much different than they feel right now. They don't feel as bad, but it's kind of like picking from some bad food options at the hospital. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Wow. Hey, shout out to Mayo Clinic because they have great options there. When, when my wife used to work there, they're, actually, I should say this. The, the, the workers' cafeteria goes hard. I'm not sure what the uh, okay. patient's cafeteria is like. Yeah, the, the jello the can workers. only taste so good. Oh, dude, they, they, they had a sushi bar at the, at the workers' cafeteria I used to go wow. eat all the time. That's wow. Maybe I shouldn't say I was going in the workers' Probably cafeteria. Probably not. Yeah, whatever. Well, my not, hey, got me in. It's fine. Let's just say this. It's not like you snuck in there. Oh, no, man. No. I mean, I had the credential and everything. I, I got the hookup. By the way, if you uh, want to vote on the approval rating poll that did make it out out to Twitter, ESPN 690 Jacks, go ahead and vote oh, on Oh, you that. did do it? Okay. Yeah, I was waiting to ask you, because last time I put up a poll, it was fake. I shouldn't have put it up. So this time I was waiting to ask, but I was like, nah, I make my <laughs> no, own rules. I, I, <laughs> that's good for you. I, I need a little bit more of that. I like that. Yeah. Uh, you tell me what I'm doing. I like that. Um, <laughs> the uh, So anyway, you, but you get what I'm saying about it. Like, I was yeah. really thinking about that today. It's like there's three different options for them the rest of the year they've kind of they're either going to turn this thing around and this going to galvanize them and they they maybe win three games i, I think that's most realistic because there's three winnable games out there for them i think um and then you know more likely probably win two but then there's this you know both ends of the spectrum where they lose the rest or go one and four which it would be just as bad as losing the rest essentially um, or go four and one, or I mean they, they ain't going five and zero, oh, but uh, you know, so they just all of a sudden they something clicks, you know, uh, or it just doesn't, and it just fades into a miserable year, which we have seen happen many a times around here. So uh, I think it's really interesting to kind of see how this five games plays out, and and I'll add to this why I think this is a big five games: Tennessee, Houston, Indianapolis. I just named three opponents in the AFC South. Mm-hmm. Can you can you can you do anything to say, hey, we're here, like we exist, mm-hmm. right? Can you think? Can you get them thinking about you at all going into 2022? I think that's part of it. And then I really think Davis Mills, to a lesser extent, but Davis Mills, if he is playing and he beats Trevor with that Houston team beating the Jags, I mean, my God, uh, and. Zach Wilson and Mac Jones. Now, Mac, again, how does it look? Mac is obviously when they, he's on the best football team left on the schedule. Yeah. Uh, so I think there's a lot of different ways to feel about that. But the point is you're playing three rookies in your class. Yeah. And, and this helps form narratives for the, for the next few months. Mm-hmm. And whether Trevor likes it or not, and I'm not saying Trevor's consumed by it. Uh, to him, it's just a game. But we will be consumed by it. And that's just the way our business works and the way our world works that we will compare. So um, I think this is a huge five games if you look at it from a rookie quarterback standpoint and an AFC South standpoint, Austin. No, for sure. I mean, uh, to me, the biggest game is the Texans game because that's a game you, you should win at home. Did Tyrod you know? get hurt again? Yeah, yeah, he's hurt. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even tell you guys either. For my poker tournament, which went horrible, by the way, you know, like, uh, so, so I was like a celebrity bounty. So, like, each bounty had prizes attached to them. So, like, one was like 150 bucks to, like, that Brazilian steakhouse in town and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I felt so bad because when I got knocked out, my prize, because they don't tell you what your prize is until you get knocked out, my prize was tickets to the Texans Jaguars game. And I was just <laughs> like, yeah, all right. Sorry about that.
Well, hey, you keep this up, they might not let you in the press box. <laughs> what? What? Hey, you'll be with me. <laughs> That's fine. That's, don't I, worry. I, I don't know, man. Those French toast sticks were legit. Uh, don't worry. I got an extra season ticket. You can sit in re- section 203. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a plan. You should come down and visit with us when I go down. There. Well, I, I'd appreciate an invite. It's usually the best part of the day. I'd appreciate Say hello it to all the fans in section 203. Yeah, I'll sit up the time. Not even my family. Just I'm gonna to, show just them, everybody else. I'm going to show them the OVC standings in Murray State right now in college basketball, too. I want to get his thoughts about that. <laughs> Uh, he's celebrating. Uh, I don't know if he's celebrating. Gator, it was a tough call for him last night. The Gators, he likes the Gators. They win, but they beat the Ospreys pretty good. So yeah. and he likes the Ospreys. Yep. Uh, all right, we'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Springs Sports Brewery here in Springfield on a Thursday here until 6. Jaguars All Access coming up at 7 o'clock on Fox 30. Come on out, though. Say hello. When I first got injured and I was able to start doing things by myself again, I took grant like took for granted just walking or going to the bathroom. Like you take all that stuff for granted, and then now it's just, I appreciate all those moments. So when I wake up every day now, I'm just truly just full because I, I know what it was like to not be able to do all those things on my own time and get up and walk to where I wanted to go or you know drive to where I wanted to go. I always had to call somebody or ask somebody for help. So it's really a testament of will, but also. So, yeah, just being thankful because some people didn't get back the opportunity that I got. Well, it's going to be a shot out of the dark here. But given the fact that the Steelers are playing tonight, I wonder if that's Ryan Shazier. That would be correct. Good call. Wow. That's done. That was deduction at its finest, kids. (laughs) I mean, was it that difficult? Is it that difficult? Why would you be playing a Ryan Shazier soundbite? There's an football. Well, yes. Okay, so, yeah, you put the Steelers part together. That's good. But, like, the way he was talking, like, how many people do you know that's been through that? That would be yeah, interviewed on he, ESPN. Well, I don't ever think uh, – did he ever say in that soundbite, like, paralysis or anything like that? I mean, it He said been, he like, took for granted walking to the bathroom. I just – I mean, initially when I heard that, I thought he meant um, – I mean, it could have been somebody who just, like, had coming off surgery, you know? Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I don't know if you need know. a double I mean, pat on the back, maybe just a single. <laughs> I thought it was damn good, by the way. Like, I'm not going to lie. I thought it was damn good. Uh, by the way, that's two damn good things for me in the last 24 hours, including my sportscast last night on TV because it got no voicemail. Oh, man, do you want me to leave you a fake one next time? <laughs> yeah, I kind of now I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Try to keep you on your toes a little bit? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if it it has to come between 11.30 and midnight, though, or it doesn't count. Yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> yeah, right. You're sleeping. Oh, I know, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure my son will be awake. He can leave you one. Uh, can uh, Will someday, you know, we asked, like, what the headline for the Jags will be uh, at January or whatever. Yeah. We're going on three years, by the way, with ESPN 690. Mm. Started from scratch, people, to heck of a story. Yeah. A real regs to regs story. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. So, will the riches ever come? <laughs> is the question. Uh, and they have come for Pat McAfee's show. Oh yeah, man, they have. And so, can we see a, a time? Like, is he giving us hope that someday on ESPN 690 will sign a four-year, thirty million dollar deal or whatever it is with yeah. FanDuel? No. No, I don't think so. No, not really. I, mean, I don't think four years, 30 like million. The bad news right? bears, but, like, the coach never figures it out. 
Like he just so keeps drinking like and it's like what? Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, <laughs> so so we, we are, are the Jacks. We're 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 a reflection of the team that we cover. <laughs> yes, we are that. ESPN we, We're just trying to reflect. Yeah, we we epitomize. Yeah, the reflection <laughs> yeah. hour. Do you, you want know, the, had, do you want the ultimate Jaguars experience? ESPN six nineties for you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, we we uh, actually had this saying goes back about a year ago or a couple years ago. It's like ESPN six ninety just trying to make it. Yeah, yeah. And here we are three years later. Yep. Still got the damn slogan. Yep. You for sure? <laughs> the tagline hasn't changed. I mean, someday uh, we'll yeah. say we made it. I mean, at least the lights are still on. I right, listen. You you don't. That is a bigger win than you want to just. Don't say that just in passing. Yeah. I, I tell people all the time though. Listen, I don't say this like facetiously. I, I say this for real. Yeah. When we signed up for this thing, I thought it, I gave it a window of eight to eighteen months. Oh no, for sure, for sure. Uh, and, and and here we are, three three years later. Now yeah. we got to get to January fourteenth. Yeah. And hopefully we'll have a big bash or a celebration or whatever. I like, I like the idea that you know we did that year one. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Year two we didn't. Yeah. Um, uh, the pandemic kind of hurt us on that front. Yeah. So. Um, we got to make it. I, I'm still, you know, every time like uh, before December, January 1st rolls around, I'm just waiting for an email to say, uh, yeah, it's over. Yeah. That's man. the fun part about. I got a morning show. So yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, you, yeah, I understand. You don't care as much. Miss it. Hey, if it by survives. the way, when I called this show Michigan, what a compliment. Oh, yeah, when, that didn't work when out. I compared myself to Tom Brady, and I said, like, yeah, I went to Michigan, but, you know, Patriots and Buccaneers. Hey, what a compliment to the show. We're, we're, we're in the couch about playoff right now, baby. That's Let's go. Boy. Yes. That's good boy. Yes. Uh, we are not Murray State unless we're leading the OBC <laughs> in basketball. Oh, oh, boy. oh, boy. Their football team did better than expected. <laughs> well, no, actually, no, they didn't because they're, they're supposed to finish first. They got, like, fifth. But it was a winning season. I heard the bass fishing's good. In Murray State? Yeah. Top ten. That's what I've been told. Top ten of the nation. You should ask Captain Rick about that. Uh, I should ask him about that. I mean, McAfee, the closest we've come to McAfee is he, ch he chimed in on our show one time. We were talking yeah, about Yeah, thanks to Scobie. Yeah. No, it's, I mean. For, Maybe so, someday he'll call. How Pat, much give to, us a buzz. Yeah, you're asking a lot of him, I feel like. How uh, we can talk wrestling. You can, I can. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Um, how much money did he make off the new contract that he announced? I don't, see, I don't know how the deal exactly works. Like, okay. I just, I, uh, Casey's the one that said it was four years, 30 million. Like, yeah, I don't it's know 430 a year. Right? 4.30 a year. It's four years, 30 million okay. a year. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's so just wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Four years, 30 million a year? Yes. Not 30 million total. No, a year. To exclusively place their bets for their show and drive their fans towards the FanDuel Sportsbook. Man. Wow. <laughs> that is a big Good for deal. him, though. Because, I mean, this I is mean, a guy that... that is that, awesome. You know, I mean, we all know Pat McAfee. We know what he brings to the table. Guys, uber talented. But he's himself. And then, like, what what a refreshing thing to be so successful and to always stay true to yourself. Yeah. yeah. Especially in this business, you know? I applaud him, man. I think it's really cool. Uh, yeah. It's a great thing. And In your face, uh, Stephen A. Smith. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's, it's pretty cool. That's wild stuff. How much do you think, like, Aaron Rodgers' interview, that interview alone, has, like, elevated hey, his show? Didn't hurt. Yeah. Didn't hurt when you get the exclusive Aaron Rodgers stuff every single day. But, I mean, day. listen, he had a good style, and he's got a good personality. He doesn't need Aaron Rodgers to No, be but let's be honest. He, he got Aaron Rodgers because of the style. Like, I don't think yeah. Aaron Rodgers would go to, you know, the traditional ESPN networks, per se. Like, he, Aaron Rodgers wants to go somewhere, like, where, you know, maybe it's a former player, and just, you know, they can have a couple laps. What's up, yeah, so Aaron? Who could we get? What's up, Aaron? Who could we get? We gotta get a big guest. Hmm. We need somebody to elevate us. Well, First I mean, of all, we don't—we're we're not as good as McAfee to begin with. 
Probably. Might, yeah. be, might be, but I'm not. So no. then I, we I, need somebody what? to elevate. I'm, I'm elevate. Not McAfee. I know. All right. Uh, we'll think about Will it. Will Fuller? Meanwhile, fan dude, here we are. Hey, Will by the way, Fuller. I see it. Probably, That's why I said it. Probably display my Will Fuller card on my screen now. <laughs> yep. Will Fuller. Speaking of NFTs, the Jags uh, tweeted something out. Yes, yeah, And Casey with that. thought it was awesome. Oh, dude, that oh, was Oh, Casey, you're yeah. better and than I don't this, get, man. I don't get any of it. Casey, you're, we'll, you're better than this. I'm not. We'll be back. Oh, uh, really live not. from Spring Sports Brewery here in Springfield on ESPN 690. Four years, 30 million. Oh, my gosh.